All right, grab a seat if you will, including the kids. Y'all are staying up here again today. Hey, Keone, where are you guys going, man? Y'all are up here. Come back, come back, come back, kids. Come back, kids. All right. In fact, I want all the kids up here again. You guys know, uh, I especially want them all up here because you know we're in a, the book of Ephesians. Y'all can grab a seat right up in here. All right. And in fact, all y'all kids, come on up here. Yeah. Give me a little bit of room. All right. There you go. You're good, man. That's good. Go where you want to go. You know, we're in the book of Ephesians and we hit that uh, an awesome passage on submission. Wives, submit to your husbands. Uh, children, obey your parents and employees. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Uh, both of those? <laughs> All of them. All right. And, uh, and employees, be the best employ, uh, the, uh, employees that you can be. And, and we're ready to hit all of that. And uh, then two weeks ago, not because I'm scared of it, I'm waiting. In fact, there's pro- when we actually do preach that, when I do get to preach it, I'm going to know because a few people are going to be here that haven't been here. And maybe they're the ones that need to hear it. But I don't know who, how that works. God does. All right. So Two weeks ago, I was ready to preach that, and God changed it, and we did the little tic-tac-toe diagram on decisions. Y'all remember that? And, and it was crucial. I had a lot of confirmation from people saying, man, that was what I needed right there in that. So now I'm ready, coming in last week, ready to preach on submission and all of that again, which is not a bad word. It's awesome that we get to show the world um, how Christ loves the church and how the church loves Christ. That's what this whole submission thing is about. But he didn't let me preach that. He brought up something that we normally do out at beach day Mondays or whenever we go out to the beach and we're shoving kids into surf, into the surf and shoving them into waves. And normally I have this message that I preach on the surfboard that I have to do in about 15 minutes, the whole thing, all of the parts of it. Or there's a few times I've got to preach it in here, but I preach all the parts. I've never had the privilege or the opportunity from God to take each piece like we are going to do and be able to do that. So I need you guys here to keep me on track, all right? And um, there, there's some big adult words that they use for this theology we're talking about, but we got it down so we can remember it, right? So we look at this surfboard, and in a nutshell, this is how we're going with it. The surfboard itself represents God, and you will see that. The uh, leash on the board, uh, when we get to that part, maybe next week, week, I really don't know, but the leash is what connects us to God. Hey, who is it that connects us to God? It's Jesus, man. And hey, Charles, it, it, now I know you're, you don't really usually need a leash or whatever, but in a huge Mac and day, if some, if one of these rookies needs a leash, is it the, them that holds onto the leash or does the leash hold onto them? <laughs> and, and yeah, there are days you need a leash, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, it's, it's just like Christ, man. We don't hold onto the leash. The leash holds onto us. That's Christ for our salvation. And then we will get to the point about the wax on the board because the wax is going to represent why you need to be in the word of God daily. The wax is what keeps us stuck to an almighty God. If you've got a leash, you're connected through Christ and and you have a mighty powerful God that's like this board, but you don't have any wax. What's going to happen, Brandon? Dude, you're going to be slipping off. Have you ever like not been in God's word and you're trying to follow God? Dude, you're slipping all over the place. And then last but not least, when we get to it, we'll be talking about the Holy Spirit or the fins, uh, the fins and the purpose of fins on a surfboard. If you don't have fins on a surfboard, hey, Tiny, if you don't have fins on a board, what's going to happen to the board? You're going to be slipping all over the place. You have no power and you have no direction. 
So we will see, and we'll take a, a great deal of time, maybe a whole service talking about the power and direction we get from the Holy Spirit of God. He's like the fins on our surfboard. But we were going to start, and we started with the board, and we got the very first part. So do you guys remember last week? Do you remember the first part? Okay, um, the first part. You guys help us out on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. God knows all right, you have that? You guys help me out. All right, so we talked about the foam in the board, remember? And the foam in the board has a lot of little what? Little tiny holes, little pieces. Could you count all of those? No. And, and did you know that God's thoughts for you are more than the holes in the foam of that board? And we talked about that last week. So, man, those holes represent God's thoughts, and we can't even count them. And it just reminds us that even about you, that what? God Help me out. God knows. All right, so now you guys all help me out with that part, all right? You guys ready? All right, if you're too cool for that, and you're not going to go, God knows everything, I'll give you a better word for it in a minute, all right? So everybody help me out. One, two, three. All right, so if you're too cool for that, on the count of three, everybody just shout out, omniscience. If you want a theological word, you're like, this is baby stuff. This is children's church. I didn't come for that. I'm just trying to make it so y'all can understand it. So I can understand it, right? But the theological word is omniscient. God is omniscient. He knows everything in the past, present, and future. But uh, So omniscient isn't nearly as fun to say as God knows everything, right? One more time. God knows everything. Past, present, and future, man. And even we don't. All right, JJ, you going to get me up to the first uh, slide right there? All right, so here's the premise on the whole thing. All right, so if you guys were out in the ocean, uh, how many of y'all been on a surfboard before? How many of y'all think it's fun to be on a surfboard? Any of y'all think it's fun to be on a surfboard? Anybody been on big waves in a surfboard before? Yeah, big waves on a surfboard. Gavin, if you were on a big, would you rather be on a big wave out there with a surfboard or without one? Definitely with one because you can ride and enjoy the waves that are going to drown people without a surfboard. So the idea is, man, God is our surfboard. How many of y'all agree there's some big tidal waves going on in society right now? Every time you turn the news on, there's more riots, there's more of this, more of that, more craziness. Those are big waves. Who's responsible for making those waves? God is. And God's not trying to drown you. God's trying to give you a really cool wave to ride, but he's got to be the board you use to ride. Otherwise, you drown. Amen? All right, so check this out, man. So God, like a surfboard, gives us the ability to thrive on waves that would drown someone without a surfboard. So if you have God, you've got the board you need to ride through this life. So in light of that, don't make waves. Don't try to change. Ride the wave God has in your life. You got changes to make. Got to make some change. Bob, you got to do something about the cholesterol, bro. I'm just saying, man. But but I'm glad God got your blood work. But you, if God tells you to make changes, you make those changes. But the fact is, there's things. I mean, y'all know there's junk going on. We can't change, right? I'm not going to try to bring up everything, but y'all know Roe versus Wade doesn't change abortion. It really makes it, what it does is it takes it from a federal level down to a state level. Now the battle is at the state, however you feel on all of that. And, and, and your state gets to decide things. And how many of y'all know that the government doesn't play by its own rules anymore? They don't play by the rules anymore. But you know whose rules they got no choice to play by? 
God. So you pray to God and things in that world may not change the way you want them to change. It may be another wave, but in order to ride the wave, what do you need? You need a board. And who's our board, y'all? Who's our board? God's our board. Yeah. How many of y'all would have, how many of y'all think it's crazy right now? How many of y'all think it's going to be even crazier when these little guys, if Jesus tarries, man, can you imagine what the world's going to look like? You think they're going to need a board to ride? They're going to have some waves, you guys, man, and you can trust that God is the board that will allow you to ride awesome waves and the world's going to go, whoa, did you see that kid get barreled? Oh, did you see that? Oh my goodness, man, growing cable, oh my goodness. You know, and, and, it's, and you're going to say, you're going to say, it's God. It's God that did it all, right? So don't try to spend all your time trying to make waves. Spend your time trying to ride them. All right, so we talked about God the Father. I'm going to try to bust through this part real, real quick on this because we talked about it last week. God knows everything. That's the foam in here. Check out the scripture we looked at, y'all. Look at this scripture. Lord. Hey, who's Lord? God, yeah, good. you're a smart girl right there. God, Lord. And you know what? Y'all know what Lord means? Anybody know what Lord means? I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. The Greek word, in the English word, it means it begins with a B and ends with an SS and has an O in the middle. What does Lord mean? Boss. You guys are sharp, man. And boss. And boss means he's in charge. That's what it means. So, boss, you have examined my heart and you know what? Help me out everything about me. Did you know he knows everything about you? You know that noise your stomach just made, boy, whatever. He knows, he knew that was going to happen before it happened, man. It's like he knows everything about me. So is there anything he does? Nola, is there anything he doesn't know about you? Is there anything you don't know about you? A ton. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on in your stomach right now. I'm just saying, you don't know when y'all is going to have that noise happen. You're going to be so embarrassed. I guarantee you like, Oh, God's like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. All right. But he knows every single thing about us, our circumstances, our situations, our mind, everything about me. You know, when I sit down, when y'all sat down, did y'all know God knew you were going to sit down? Did you even know you were going to sit down? No, stand up, stand up. Look at this. Sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Did you know God knew all that was going down? Yeah. You know when I sit down and you know when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away, even from you. Ryan, does God know your thoughts? Do you even know your thoughts? Does your thoughts sometimes feel like a blender that's pushed on puree? Does your head ever feel that way? Yeah, well, God, he is so fast as it's pureeing around in your brain. God's individually got those thoughts under control. That's why you need God. Man, he says we have perfect peace. Both James and Peter quote Proverbs and saying that we have perfect peace when our mind is focused on who? Who do you think our mind's got to be focused on? Yeah, on God. And we'll have perfect peace. Man, you know, when I sit down, when I stand up, you know my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel. That's good for you snowbirds and us on vacation, right? Uh, you see me when I travel, when I rest at home. Uh, look at that, in between there, when I'm traveling, when I'm resting at home. So he's got everything in between, right? Uh, you know everything I do. So what does God know about what? everything? God knows everything. Uh, this is scripture. I'm not making this stuff up. It's here. This is the truth. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. How many of y'all don't even know what you're going to say? You ever have encounters with your kids? You're like, what am I going to say? Or a boss or some, some situation. 
So if God knows what I'm going to say, does he know if you're going to say the wrong thing? (laughs) How many of y'all would have done yourself well to ask God before you opened your mouth? And say, God, what am I going to say? And he's like, yeah, the wrong thing. Okay, God, give me the right thing. Instead of just open it up and letting it go. How many of y'all realized after it came out, it was the wrong thing? And you realize it was like a tube of toothpaste, right? You ever try to put toothpaste back in the tube? It don't go. You can't put it back in. Can you imagine? If you squeeze toothpaste all over your sister's head, don't do that. Oh, you're thinking now, aren't you? If you squeezed it all over her head and made a mess, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, right? I shouldn't have done that because I'm going to get in trouble. And I'm going to put all the toothpaste back in the tube. Can you do that? No. No, once it's out, it's out. That's like your words, man. That's why it's important. It says, you know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. So please help me check my, check, check my mouth before I even open it. He said, you go before me. You go before me. You follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. So he's before you, behind you, and, and in you. He's got it totally encompassed. And we preached on all of that last week. And look what he says, such knowledge, what limited knowledge I have about you knowing everything is too wonderful for me. It blows me away. You get discouraged. You get frustrated. You get upset about different things going on. Think about the knowledge God has for you. Think about how often he thinks about you and what he thinks about. And and, and what is it true? Help me out with this song, y'all. Help me out. Y'all know this song? It's an old school song. I don't know if you know it. Jesus Come on. Y'all help him out again. Let's start again. Jesus. How do you know that? <laughs> Woo! All right, that's good. Y'all are awesome, man. You did the wrong song. We're not in with that song. Yeah. Look at this. Jesus. Jesus lo- loves you? Oh, my goodness. And he loves you? Does he really know you? And what does he know about you? Dude, have you ever learned something about yourself and you don't love yourself as much anymore? Did y'all look in the mirror this morning when you woke up and said, ooh, I don't love me as much as I did 20 pounds ago or whatever? I mean, literally, doesn't your love for yourself change conditionally? Aren't you glad his doesn't? He knows everything about you and he knows everything about you. When I was talking about her squirting toothpaste on your head, what were you thinking about? Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna put it right back on her, huh? I'm going to clean her, I'm going to clean her toilet, the toilet with her toothbrush. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do, right? You know, I'm not giving you all ideas, right, Kevin? Oh, I am. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows all your thoughts of retaliation and how you're going to work things out and your worrisome thoughts and your anxiety. He knows all those thoughts and he still, he loves you. Can you believe he loves you? Isn't that crazy? Does he love you too? Do you always love your brother? All right, do you always like your brother? Always? I've seen y'all. Keone, do they always like each other? Yeah, okay, thank you. (laughs) Do you and Alana always like each other? No, especially when she wants to play with your toy, what you want to play with. How many of y'all are adults and when somebody wants to play with what you want to play with, you're upset with them, right? Yeah, but man, such knowledge too wonderful for me, too great for me to even understand how much God loves me. How precious are your thoughts about me? How awesome are your thoughts about me, oh God? They can't be numbered. So can you count how many times God's thought about you? Nope, can't, can't even count them. I can't even count them. Huh? That's what the Bible guy said too. You guys are in good company. 
The dude in the Bible said, I can't count how many times God's thought about me. Have you tried to think about how many times God's thought about you? Is he thinking about you now? Yeah, he is. All right, so that's one. Is he thinking about you now? That's two. Start trying to count them. Can you count them? No. He's always thinking about, they outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me, God. So that is the the first part. If y'all want to be all adult about it, you can just say, God is omniscient. (laughs) All right, but here we go. Let's, Let's get that first part again. You guys ready to help these adults out? Are you ready? God knows. Dude, that can change your life, man. You guys are awesome. Now we're going to look at the stringer in this board, this piece of wood in the middle of the board. And uh, Charles, you remember when they were trying to make boards? They're probably trying to do it again without stringers, trying to make them lighter. What happened when they made them without stringers, Charles? They broke because this stringer, this piece of wood in here gives the board strength. When you guys make, man, big long boards, sometimes they'll put three stringers in them. Man, four, they'll make all kinds of, because this gives the strength. So you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of God's strength. Without God's strength, we break, right? But is there anything that can break God's strength? Y'all, is there anything break God's strength? No. So everybody help me out. So remember the first one, God knows everything. The next one is, all right, you ready? God. And show me your muscles. Can do. And for some of y'all, you might want to go, can do. All right. How about we go, God can do. And what can God do? Anything, right? All right. So you ready to help me out? We don't have to do the whole thing. You'll strike whatever poses you guys want. All right. In all of that. But I just want you to strike a pose, man, because God's guns are bigger than your guns. God's biceps are bigger than your biceps. God's abs are bigger than my abs. No, I'm just like, literally, dude, check this out. Okay, so you ready? God can do anything. All right, rest of y'all, help us out. You got here, stand up and, and do it in front of these guys right here. So, so they, all right, oh yeah, here we go. All right, so, so you guys got your body, bodybuilder pose. Can you show me a bodybuilder pose? Oh, oh, right, you ready? All right, you guys, are you ready? Are you ready? Looking at these folks, you let me know if anybody doesn't do it, okay? All right, all right, ready? God can do anything. Yeah. All right, you can clap for that. All right, sit down, guys. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. <coughs> Y'all believe God can do anything? Do you really believe God can do anything? Then why do you keep trying to do it? <laughs> the same reason I keep trying to do it because we don't believe God can do anything. Maybe what we're really saying is not that God can do, can't do anything. God can't do what I think he should do. Woo, how about that? God can't do what I want him to do, what my desire in the flesh is for him to do. God can't do what, even though he knows everything, I know better in this situation, and God can't do what I believe he needs to do in this situation. Isn't that what we're really saying? Because we know God can do anything, y'all. Check this out, man. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. Hey, where's the heavens? Is it up down here? Up, right? The heavens, when you look up, at night, on a dark night. What do you see when you look up, y'all? Stars. Oh, man. You guys remember in Haiti? Um, remember when we were in the old building and everybody would go outside to brush their teeth because there was no bathroom and stuff? And we would go out at night and it'd be pitch black, except for the stars. We'd be brushing our teeth and doing other stuff. And we'd be, we'd be looking up at the stars. Hey, how big are the stars, y'all? Hey, do you know how big the star is? Is it as big as your little brother? 
How, how big's a star? It's huge. How big's a star, y'all? Literally. Uh, it, it's, some of them are bigger than our whole planet, right? Can you imagine right now if one of the stars, what if you guys all got alerts on your phone? Because I know uh, many of you are kind of, you know, you're looking like you're alive. You're looking at your phone. You've got your alerts and you're not really paying attention, but you're in church, dadgummit. That's good. No, but, but listen, listen, listen. What if all of a sudden all the alerts went up, bing, 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 on our phones, right? And all of a sudden we saw, heard that a giant star was crashing into this planet. What if, what if we heard that? If I said, hey, guys, a giant star is crashing this planet, would you, A, continue to do what we're doing right now? Or how many of you would say, pastor, sorry, but I got some things to take care of? Anyone? How many of y'all would just sit here and say, yeah, keep preaching. We're good. We'll go down. We'll go down the list. Yeah, that's cool. Y'all talk big right now, but <laughs> that's like we're in a hurricane and all of a sudden the roof's blowing off. Yeah, keep going, pastor. It's all good. Oh, man, there's things that happen. If a big star was getting ready to crash our planet, would you be afraid? Yeah, it's kind of a scary thing. But let me ask you a question. How come a big star isn't crashing into our planet right now? Sabrina, how come a big star is not crashing into our planet right now? God doesn't want it to. Who's key? Could you keep? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Keone, please save us all. Save the planet, Captain Keone. Fly up there and, and Kurt, Kurt's going to help you. And they're going to hold a big planet and save our planet and keep it from crashing into the earth. What if you got that, Jimmy? If you got that job, we're in trouble, brother. <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's not because God's got it under control, y'all. Look what it says. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The solar system, the planets, the stuff we don't even know, the heavens. So why did God even create the other planets according to Scripture here? Why did God create the planets, y'all? To proclaim his glory. Now, if you want to believe there's spacemen and Martians and all that, go ahead, dude. It's all good, man. I don't. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> I'm just saying that according to Scripture, according to Scripture, when we look up at all those planets, because that's people's logic. Lots of, yeah, dude, why would, you know, maybe there is and we don't even know. Let's, let's spend billions and build a giant telescope so we can go see if we can find water droplets on a planet to prove that at one point there might have been some life <laughs> instead of taking care of the life we have now. But another story. But the fact is, we know when we look up in the sky, man, who should we be thinking of? When you look up in the sky, who should you be thinking about? Yeah, because who made it? God did. The heavens proclaim the sun. Dude, y'all know what the sun is? How many of y'all know the sun is hot? <laughs> you know what the sun is, right? It's a giant ball of gas. Some of you are like, no, that's my husband. But no, <laughs> no, it's a giant ball of gas. Huge, humongous. Uh, how many of y'all, y'all seen the, the meme where they've got the sun and they've got the earth and then they got Florida in between in the summertime, right? Man, could you imagine if God let the sun get a little too close to us, what would happen? We'd be crispy critters. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for being really. And if we died and had Jesus, where would we go? Heaven, so no problem. We'd all have tans. It'd all be good. All right. But the heavens proclaim the glory of God. Man, when we look at the sun, we look at the moon. Oh, my goodness. The moon, y'all. Hey, what's it called when the moon's really, really, really bright? What's that called? Oh, you know it. I know you know it. It's, it's round. The whole thing's round. Anybody know? What's that called? 
A full moon, right? Oh, you got one on your shirt, man, right there. A full moon with a coyote or some kind of wolf or something on it, right? Hey, does the moon have its own light, y'all? No, where does the moon even get all that? But it can light, you ever gone out, out on the beach or somewhere with a full moon? You watch the, up in Fort Pierce, you can watch the raccoons and the bobcats eating all the crabs and stuff on full moon. It's pretty cool. But you get to see things. Where does it get its light from, y'all? Where does it get the light from? From the sun. And where does the sun get the light from? God, yeah. So you're right. And you're supposed to be a lot like the moon. You're supposed to get light from God and you're supposed to light up the path. Stop or I'm gonna squirt toothpaste on your head. All right, so, so check it out, man. The heavens proclaim the glory of God when we see that. Look at this, the skies display his craftsmanship. Hey, Barb, you go out in the morning right out on the beach. You ever seen these skies that totally make it impossible to deny God? Isn't that what you're looking for when you go out? You go out there for the what? What's it called? The sunrise, right? How many of y'all ever go out to the beach for the sunrise? Yeah, it's amazed me. The sunrise. How many of y'all have ever seen a really cool sunrise? All I got to say is join Facebook or Twitter or, or, or one of them, Snapchat, any of the one. I don't know about Snapchat. I'm not, I'm done talking now. But anyways, join. And next time there's a cool sunrise, everybody in the world is going to post it. Why does everybody in the world post a picture of that awesome sunrise? Why? Why do they post it? Because it's awesome. And they, and they know they couldn't make, could you make a sunrise like that? No. They know God. The, hand, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. How about a sunrise, a sunset? How many of y'all have ever almost run off the North Bridge at night looking at the sunset, trying to take a picture out the window, right? Yeah. On the way home from Bible study from Terry Fernandez, I've almost run off that bridge a bunch of times. Haven't yet. I, I did hit y'all's garbage can this morning, though, Gavin, and uh, trying to set my cruise control. It wasn't because I was talking on my cell phone, but... But yeah, so I've come close, but man, the sunrise, the sunset. Y'all ever seen a sunset? And, and, and how many, is it not true on Facebook? For those of you, anybody here have Facebook? Let me see your hand. You're like, it's shamedly going, oh yeah, I, say you, I know you're old, all right? Because the rest of them are too young to have Facebook. But I guarantee you, if there is a beautiful sunset, everybody's going to have it posted. I guarantee you, oh, did you see this? Did you, because why? It's so beautiful. The only way you can explain it is God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Look at this. Look at this. Day after day, they continue to speak. Let me ask you a question. How many of y'all about a month ago saw a picture of the cloud that went over Fort Pierce? The cloud. You guys remember that cloud? And it, people took pictures of that cloud. They stopped driving, caused wreck. People took pictures because that cloud was phenomenal, right? It was incredible. You have seen nothing. Y'all ain't been here for a hurricane yet, have you? Oh, my goodness. Our hurricane's cool. And by the way, how many of y'all know our Cape Verde season is already firing up? That the, the, the season of stuff coming off of Africa right now and streaming, it's staying low right now. That's not supposed to happen until September, you know, August, September. It's happening now. So you guys are going to get a chance to see the glory of God. Isn't that awesome? Especially if you live in a trailer park right on the beach. Can you imagine the awesomeness you guys are going to experience if you don't get out in time <laughs> and park in my yard? I'm just saying, yeah, because <laughs> I live in town. Yeah, I'm just saying, dude, man, uh, Charles, man, when there's a hurricane that's not going to hit us, but it's coming close, everybody in town is over on the South Jetty, aren't they? 
Everybody's out. Everybody in town. Oh, hey, you haven't seen people since last hurricane season. They're all on the South Jetty looking at the waves, looking at like, oh, this is crazy. Because it's God. You know it's God and you can't deny him. So now instead of freaking out over storms, you guys ever freak out over storms? Like when you see lightning, what's getting ready to come? You see lightning, what's going to come next? Boom! Yeah! And, and yeah! And you don't even know because all of a sudden you see lightning and boom! You know? And all of a sudden, sometimes though, sometimes you'll see the lightning and you're waiting, and you're waiting for the boom, right? You're waiting. Any of y'all adults ever wait? You're like, all right, I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to jump. Boom! And you jump, right? Because who else could make, and that's how they even describe the voice of God in scripture, like thunder. Man, he's powerful. God, help me out, y'all. God can do anything. Any of y'all need God to do something? Yeah. That's something that maybe you're trying to do, but instead you need God to do it. And maybe that's why God's got you in this situation where you are impotent in it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Because he wants you to develop full trust into him and give him the right to do what he believes needs to be done. Amen. Day after day, they continue to speak. Did you know God's atmosphere speaks? Not just with the boom, but he speaks. Listen, listen, listen. He speaks without even saying anything is what is. We might get to that today. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known with the moon, the stars. They speak, there it is. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Look at verse four. Yet their message is gone throughout the whole earth and their words through whole, the whole world. God has made a home in the heavens for the, hey, what does S-U-N spell? You know, the sun. God, so the sun. What happens every morning here? It happens every morning right over there with the sun. Have you ever seen a day where the sun did not rise? Has anybody ever seen a day where the sun did not rise? Barb, you're at the beach every morning. Have you ever seen a day where the sun didn't rise? No. Has in your lifetime, have you seen a day where the sun didn't rise? Who's responsible for that? God is. What if, what if Benjamin was responsible for raising the sun? We would all freeze. I'm saying, because what, what if we got everybody? What if we had a governmental committee? Oh, then we would like be paying for it for real. But I'm just saying, but literally, can anybody make the sun rise? And you're like, well, that's not very scholarly. We have a, a orbit. And the, yes, the earth goes around the sun. I do get, I do get all of that. But for us, it looks like every morning we are going to see the what? The sun. And then later when you get onto the beach, hey, you guys, this is your first summer out on the beach. Is, is the sun out on the beach in the morning? Yeah, dude, enough so that by noon you want to go get a siesta, right? <laughs> or stay in the water even longer. Uh, so every day God brings the sun up. Maybe you should go see the sun. Maybe you should get up early and look at the sun. Maybe go read the word of God. Maybe go pray while that sun's coming up and you look at the sun and realize how magnificent, how powerful, how awesome God is. And, and realize if he can do this, if, if God can, can make the sun come up every day, what can he do in your life? Anything, right? That's why we said God can do, what can God do, Keone? A anything. He can do anything. So he could get between you two and make you guys stop fighting, right? Yeah. I'm God and I can do anything. I'll keep you guys apart, right? So look at this. 
God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after its wedding. It rejoiced like a great athlete eager to run the race. Anybody stop the sun? Not even Soros and Bill Gates and climate trail or chemtrails and what? They can't stop the sun. <laughs> if you believe in that sort of stuff, I'm just saying. <laughs> Nothing can stop the sun because God's in control of that. Help me out, guys. So first we learn that God knows everything. Now we know that God can do anything. So if you need something to be done, who do you need to do it? God. And sometimes he lets you help. Sometimes he wants to use you in that, but he wants you to know it's him that's doing it. All right. Oh, do I got to separate you guys again? All right, here we go. I am very skilled with my feet. All right, so here we go. All right, look at this. The sun rises at one end of the heavens. Oh, watch this wrestling move I learned. I was a youth pastor for a number of years, and I used to get kids by the ears between my legs right there, and then they would just stay there. All right, ready? The sun rises at one end. Oh, thank you for being the mediator between. Uh, all right. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course at the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. All right. All right. We're almost done, all right? Chill. All right, so nothing can hide from its heat. How many of y'all agree with that in the, the beach in Florida, right? All right, nothing can hide from its heat. So we've got God knows everything, God can do anything, and fiberglass. We're gonna look at super quick the fiberglass on the board that covers the whole thing. And I want y'all to stand up, okay, because this is one, it was easy to get the adults to do this other one, but this one's gonna be hard. Some of them are gonna be pretty cool. Y'all stand up, help me out with this. All right, all right. All right, so this next one, so let's go with the first one again, right? God knows everything. God can do uh, All right, so this next one, you ready? God is everywhere. You got that? God is everywhere, just like, man, your hips, your hands. All right, you guys ready? I need y'all to stand up just for a second, all right, if you can. All right, all right. We got this now. Some of you are like, oh, good, man. I had that tingling feeling in my rear end. I was like falling asleep here. All right. So let's start at the very beginning. God knows everything. God can do anything. God is everywhere. Woo! All right. Y'all give yourself a hand. Sit down real quick. All right. Let's take a look. All right. Y'all pay attention just for another second here. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. God is everywhere. Look at this. I can never uh, I can never escape from your spirit. Is there anywhere you can go to hide from? Hey, is there any way you can go to hide from God? Nope. There's no. And why would you want to hide from? Hey, let me ask you a question. Why would you want to hide from God? I don't know either. Why would someone want to hide from God? Johnny, why would someone want to hide from God? Yeah, because you're doing something he wouldn't want you to do. Hey, did you ever hide from your parents? Oh, look at you liars. <laughs> look at you liars. You ever, you guys, all right, Paul, Paul, right? Are you Paul? Adam. Okay, so where's Napa? Okay, there's, there's Nate, and then there's Adam, and then there's Paul. Okay, you got a hat on there. Otherwise, you have the same. And then there's Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> sorry. All right. All right, so. You ever, have you ever seen your brothers do something wrong and try to hide from your parents? I imagine you have seen that. How about the older brother? You ever seen all of them do that before? Yeah, try not. Certainly not you. Oh, you taught them how to do it? Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for being honest. 
Why do we hide? So, 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 uh, Kurt, why do they, why do they hide? Of what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Even though you love them and are trying to correct them to do the right thing so they don't hurt themselves because you did it. They got your genes, right? Scariest thing about being a kid is you're going to be just like your parents. Scariest thing about being a parent is your kids are going to be just like you. Amen? How many of y'all are really scared now to be parents and kids? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So look at this. I can never escape from spirit. I can never get away from your presence. You can never hide from God. So we hide when we think that we try to hide. But if, even if you try to hide, are you really hiding? No. Who, so who is the absolute best at hide and seek? God. You'll never, he knows where you're at. And that's an important thing. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Uh, uh, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to the grave, you're there. He's everywhere. Where's God? Where is he at? everywhere. Look at this. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, man, you paddle out as far as you, can you ever get away from God? And what's the only reason you'd want to get away from him? Because you know, your life doesn't me measure up with him. But man, when you're rocking it with him, when you're walking with, hey, when you and your parents, you ever had a really good day with your parents? Like your mom, she's like buying you everything, doing everything. You know what I'm saying? You got her like really just trained, you know, doing everything you want her to do. Can you ever have your mom like, man, she's just doing everything I want her to do? No. <laughs> How about if you're doing everything your parents want you to do? Have you ever had a day like that? Have you ever had a few moments like that? How about that? You ever had a time and it's just really good being together? That's what it's like with God. If I ride the wings of the mornings, if I dwell to the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me. Anybody have your parents' hand guide you? Here, stand up real quick. You ever had your parents' hand guide you? Hold on. Come on. Come on. Stand up. Okay. Does your mom ever guide? Is that why she has that big patch of hair on top of your head? So she can guide you? All right. Yeah. God wants to guide. Oh, sorry. Here we go. We'll fix it. No, I'm messing with you. Did your mom ever do that? You ever have mom spit like fix your hair? All right. You missed all of that. Uh, even there, your hand will guide me. Your strength will support me. So, so look, man, she's not only going to guide you, but when you're really tired, I can't walk anymore. You know, she, God is there to give you strength when you need that strength, y'all. That's what he's there for. All right, all right, we have brothers, sibling robberies right here. All right, we're almost done, bro. I promise. All right, check this out. If I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, you think you can hide from God in the darkest darkness? No, you guys are smart. Look what the Bible says. But even in the darkness, I can't hide from you. Can you all hide from each other in the darkness? Yeah, dude, you cannot, but not God, because, because, because God is everywhere. So in that darkness, where's God? He's in that darkness. Yeah, even in the darkness, I can't hide from you. you to you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Keone and I were talking about like shark. It, we were like, he's like, if a shark attacked you or an alligator attacked you, what would you do, Keone? Hey, Keone, what would you do if an alligator or a shark attacked you? 
Yeah, rip his eyes out. Make it uncomfortable. Make it like, yeah, poke him in the eyes as shark, man. Punch him. What I tell, tell you I would do? Punch him in the nose. Grab his gills. Poke his eyes out if he, if he attacked me, all right? Because, again, Jace, if you attacked me and I'm, like, ripping out your gills and poking your eyes out, you, probably, you might walk off, right? Maybe. It's a shot. But sharks, check this out. This is kind of cool. Did you know on the nose of sharks that they have something called the ampullae of Lorenzini? Did y'all know that? Ampullae of Lorenzini. And that's not something we're going to eat at the Italian restaurant later, all right? <laughs> the ampullae, they have these electric, like, dots all over their nose. Yeah, they do what with it? Yeah, they, they, they could have, so they could find a fish with their eyes closed, couldn't they? Because of their little, like, electrical impulses, dude. So they don't need light. They can, they can pick up the electronic impulses. Who made those electronic impulses on them? God did, right? Aren't you glad you don't have those? Like you'd have to find your brother by like, ah. Oh. Aren't you glad you're like, like a dog? How do dogs find each other? They smell each other. Aren't you glad? Oh, that's crying. Cable, yep, yep. That's key. How many of y'all are glad God gave you eyesight and you don't have to identify each other? How many, how many of y'all are huggers? Can you imagine if you had to hug with your nose? I'm just saying, but, but look, man, even in the darkness, I can't hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate, listen to this, y'all. Hey, when did God make you guys? When did he even think about making you? Yeah, did you, what's that? What's just? Oh, in 2012, awesome. You're a 2012 model? Any other 2012 models out here? All right. All right. Yeah. But listen to this. Listen to this. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. So what part of you did God make? Did you, all right, wait a minute. Did you make your own lungs? Did you make your own intestines? You know, the stuff the food goes through. Yeah. Did you make your own blood? Did you make your own blood? No, God made all. Aren't you glad God made your blood and you didn't have to? Like, all right, 2012, how old are you? Seven, time to make some blood now. No, no. God made all. Look at you guys. Check this out in light of everything going on right now. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together. Church, where did he knit you together? In your mother's womb. I'm just going to tell you scripturally right here. It is not a mass of tissue. It is a baby. It is someone God has wonderfully made in the womb. And you knit me together in my mother's womb. He put you together. He put you together there. Thank you. <laughs> Isn't that a good thing to say? How many of y'all are grateful God put you together in your mom's womb? Anybody? How many are grateful you didn't come out as a little kid of parts and your parents had to put you together like a Mr. Potato Head? You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine if, if any twins in here? Chuck, Charles, you guys are twins. Can you imagine your mom had a couple of Mr. Potato Head kits? What's the likelihood she'd have got you and your brother mixed up? You know, some parts. Are you glad there's some parts of you your brother got and you got? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Look at that. What, how many of y'all are thankful God put you together in your mom's womb? Would you just tell God, thank you right now? One, two, three. Woo! Aren't you glad your parents didn't just get a Mr. Potato Head kit and have to put you together? 
Man, because if they put you together, they'd have to hold you together. And if they had to hold you together, man, you'd be a mess. So if God put you together, who's holding you together? God, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. <laughs> How many of y'all are married to somebody wonderfully complex? <laughs> yes, I am. And so is my wife. Everybody should raise their hand. John, are you married to somebody wonderfully complex? Yeah, do you always use that adjective or adverb of wonderfully, that, that word one? Yeah. So how many of y'all just, just complex? How many of y'all understand you are complex? Brandon, are you complex? Yeah, dude, so complex we don't even understand ourselves, but God understands us. So he says, thank you for making me wonderfully complex. Did you know every one of you? Hey, is there anyone like you, Keone? Is there anyone like you? Is there anyone like you? You're so, not even your brother. Look, y'all look alike, man. But are you different than your brother? What is, what's different? Oh, he's taller, but what else? Do you think the same? You always act the same? Do you like the same things? No, you're different. God made you different. If you're not being you, who are you being, y'all? Somebody else. And if you're not, and, and, if, and if you're being somebody else, hey, uh, Captain Mary, if you're not being you and you're being somebody else, are you being very good at being somebody else? No, you're going to be horrible at being somebody else. How many of y'all realize that you're horrible at being somebody else? Don't be somebody else, right? And, and, and Nate, Nate, top of Napa, <laughs> if you're not being you, who, else, who wants to be you? If you don't even want to be you, is there anybody being you? Probably not. And if you weren't necessary, God wouldn't have made you. So if you're not being you, dude, no one's probably being you and you're ripping the world off. Because the world needs a Nate, don't you think? How many of y'all think the world needs a Nate? Anybody think the world needs a Nate? Yeah. Your brothers are clapping willingly because like they know I'm poor. But are you always glad that there's a Nate? <laughs> Not always. Sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, you're you're complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. How many of y'all could use this on your mirror? How many of you ever heard your parents say, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I'm so this. Oh, I'm so that. Oh, I'm like. How many of you ever heard your parents like complain about themselves? Anybody ever heard it? Keone, you ever heard of your mom go like, oh, you know, she, he's like, he's like, oh, I want that extra. I want that, that shit. Chick-fil-A ain't even open today. All right. So don't even. <laughs> but look, look, guys, wouldn't this be awesome to write this on a card and have this on our mirror? Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Gabrielle and Caitlin, you guys are twins. I can't even tell the difference between you. Your mom barely can. No, I'm just joking. No, she knows, but <laughs> tell me this would not be something awesome to have on the mirror in the morning. A scripture tattooed on the inside of your eyelids backwards so you can read it. But thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Is that how y'all wake up with yourself in the morning? You know? Oh, God, or is it, oh, God? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, Tiny, are you wonderfully complex? And does God keep making you more wonderfully complex? Yeah, dude, look what, look what the psalmist says to do. What are we supposed to tell God? Thank you. Man, if we started our day saying, thank you for making me wonderfully complex. Keone, wake you up in the morning and say, thank you, God, for making me Keone. Thank you for making me faith. Can you imagine? I was, uh, oh, I, I have. I was looking at that eye. No, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, thank you for making me wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You imagine looking in the mirror and saying your your uh, your workmanship is marvelous. How many of y'all said that about your, yourself today? Any of y'all look in the mirror and said that today? That's what the psalmist. You might be looking at the wrong stuff, y'all. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me. Listen to this, guys. You watched me while I was being formed in seclusion, and I was woven together in the dark of the what? Yeah, that's when you were being put together. God put you together. Listen to the next part. You saw me. Hey, check this out. When did God see you? When did he first see you? Did he see you when you were born? Did he see you before that? Yeah, look what it says. You saw me before I was born. Before I was born, you saw me. Just like right now, God knows the perfection you will have in eternity and how you will be just like him. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So Gary, when did God lay out this moment in your life? Before you were even, yeah, before you were even born, he's had this. In fact, in Ephesians, it tells us that he set up, uh, set us up for good works in eternity, knowing you would get saved. And so every moment, every encounter you have is a divine encounter. It's a divine encounter, including sitting next to her right now. Hey, which one's this, Allie? Allie, did you know that right now? You have, you have uh, opportunity. You're, God knew you would be sitting right next to each other right now. A long, long time ago. And, and, and God is saying, all right, I'm going to give her a chance to pay attention and behave. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that chance? Here, almost done. Soon scripture's done here. Look at this. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Oh, we'll do that later. All right. So we're going to end on this. And I want you to know about this awesome God. So when we look at all the foam, y'all help me out. When we look at all the foam that's in the board, we think of what? God's thoughts, right? And how many thoughts does he have towards you guys? More than you can even count, right? All right. So, and if it's, he's got that many thoughts about you and everybody, you know what that means? That means God knows everything, right? And then, so then we think about the stringer in the board. You guys remember what the stringer's for? It's a piece of wood, but it does what? It keeps it together. That's God's strength. And so we know God can do anything. This fiberglass covers the board. It reminds us that God is everywhere. Hey, Charles, what happens if, if, if part of this fiberglass gets ripped off? It leaks water and it starts delaminating. It starts coming apart. Anywhere there's a void of the fiberglass, there's going to be delamination. There's going to be a problem. It's, it might be a pressure day. Something wrong is going to, and it's the same thing in our society. You want to know what's wrong in society? Again, I'm, I'm not pushing one thing or the other, but man, how many of y'all grew up in a, in a, in a school where there, people had guns in the back of their truck in their gun racks? In, how many of y'all grew up that way? And how many people got shot? Nobody. Dude, I had a rifle, shotgun, and a four-wheel drive. Hank Williams, you said a country boy will survive. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying we had guns, dude. There were rifle class. There, was, there were gun clubs on school. You brought your guns to school, and you had target practice. You were taught how to use that stuff. It's not guns. 
It's a society without God. Every time we eliminate God out of our society, why is God letting all this happen? Because you kicked him out. He's everywhere, but you said, keep your hands off of me. And he said, fine. You want to do this? You let me know when you want me back in your life again. I'm here. I see it all. I know everything. I can do anything, and I'm everywhere. When you want me to be a part of your life, I can fix where you've got a ding, and your life is delaminate, and I can fix that. But you got to let me in and let me run things. That's from an individual to a family, to a business, to a society, to everything. But wherever you kick him out, there's going to be a void. And you're going to have a godless society. So guys, you need God? Yeah. So one more time on this awesome board. All right, you ready to help me out? First thing is, when we think of the phone, we remember that God knows everything. We look at the stringer and we remember his strength that God can do anything. And then the fiberglass that's all over it, we remember that God is everywhere. Now, super quick, y'all, could you imagine being out in big ways? Y'all told me, Gavin, you, I think you were the one. You'd rather be on the big waves with a board. All right. If they were big and gnarly and unmanageable and everything, would you like to have a leash connecting you to that board? Yeah, because without that, you might actually get hit in the head with it. You might get separated from it, and then it doesn't do you any good. So we have a big God that's available to us. But we need someone to connect us to that big God. You can only be connected through Christ. We'll look more at that next week, the next part of it. But the fact is, if you know that God is all of that and you need him in your life and you have the desire right now to give your life to Jesus, to surrender everything you know about yourself to everything you know about him and say, God, connect me to you through Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross. Y'all know what Jesus did on the cross? Hey, when Jesus died, did he have any sins at all? No, no sins. And when he went on the cross and paid for sins, whose sins did he pay for? Yeah, yours, just yours. Did he pay for any of all sins too? Yeah, he paid for all our sins. And what God says, if you have the ability to believe this, if you don't, it's foolishness to those that don't believe. But he said, if he gives you the ability to believe this, then believe in it. And he said, what you need the ability to believe in is that what he did on the cross, his perfection pays for your sins. And if you surrender yourself to him, his perfection can cover you. And that's how you get saved. How many of y'all blown perfection? How many of y'all could use Christ's perfection? How many of y'all have it? And if you don't, it's available to you. It'd be a shame to have this awesome impact surfboard. <laughs> It'd be a shame to have an awesome board that God wants you to ride life through and not be connected to him. To know that he's there, but not be connected. So if you're not connected, give your life to him. I can't make you do it. You can't even muster it up in the flesh. You can only do it if he gives you the desire and ability to do it. Let's pray.